0: I want to confess this yet again in my sermon. I am not a baby person. I have seen like seven babies this morning and there's this like... Moment of fear that I have every time your babies walk by me like I feel like I don't know if you guys know about wobble head But babies heads are not very sturdy I have this constant fear that your baby's head is gonna fall off of their shoulders Every time your baby walks by me and I have this lag like, break out in, like cold sweats If somebody hands me a baby like a few people are like you're gonna love my kid I love them from a distance. So, uh, this is, this is not a thing that I'm good with. I'm not good with babies ever. And I feel like, this again, this was supposed to be next week, not the Thanksgiving series, but I feel like that's one of the reasons that I don't connect as much with, uh, the birth of Jesus story. Have you guys seen, like, you see this nativity and people are like, oh, it's the birth of Jesus and Jesus coming into the world. I've never particularly loved that story because it's a baby. You know what I mean? Like, you guys that are great with babies, you're like, this is such a cute moment where God comes as an infant. And I was like, Jesus' head's going to fall off. Like... Let's hold it guys cradle the head cradle the head. This is all I can think of when I see the nativity It's just cradle the head uh, And so i've never particularly been able to connect with this story Which is one of the pinnacle stories of our faith, right? And so we look at this thing and I go jesus I want to understand and better connect with you But I need some help because this is not a picture that I really connect with and so a couple of years ago, I, I really started praying. I was like, God, you have to give me some new revelation because babies are just not doing it for me, Jesus. I love them from a distance, but I have a hard time because you're a baby in this story, and I'm not a big fan of babies. And so in a couple of years ago, when I was praying this, he gave me this kind of new understanding of what was happening in this story with a different story. So we're going to look at that story. So we're going to go back all the way to the beginning. In fact, in the beginning, God created... The uh, heavens! And, yeah, this is so interactive. Good job, guys. The heavens and the earth. Now, this story I am really good with because I am a nature person. If I could go to the mountains and live there in a little cabin in the woods in my little hobbit hole, I would move there in a heartbeat if I felt like God was okay with it. If I could just become a hermit, well, actually, I want people with me. If we could create a community, uh, like a little shire, and we could all go to the mountains, this would be like my ideal location. And so I started thinking about this of like, okay, God, nature, I can understand nature. This is like my favorite place, right? You get in waterfalls. There's so much cool stuff that there. There's waterfalls and streams and, 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 and things to climb. There's tons of things to climb. This is like my little heaven on earth. When I get into the mountains, I love the mountains. And whenever I'm there, I feel and experience God in a way that is very different than when I'm here. Is other You guys, come on. Anyone else? Yeah, I see something. Yes, yes. Some of you are beach people. That's okay. It's part of creation too. Uh, Although I will say it was a garden, which means it was probably the mountains, but that's fine. It's fine. We can't all be perfect. But, uh, so we have this story of creation where, where we see that God is here creating in the seven days this entire world that is sustaining itself. It's designed so that this helps this, that helps that, and mosquitoes we don't know, but they're still there, and all these things that are going on. God designed and created with such intention that everything works perfectly together. And I love that. And in this, as he's creating all of these things, it says that then he created man in his own. Oh, you guys are so good at this interaction. He's created man in his own image. And this thing, this is the crazy part about being created in his image is that you were intentionally designed to be in relationship with God. You were designed in your mind, your body, your spirit, and everything that is a part of you to be able to connect with God. This was God's intention and purpose for you in your design was to be able to constantly and intentionally and meaningfully be with God. That was the point and purpose of creation. It wasn't just that God created these beautiful trees and there was this awesome garden, there were things. All of that could have happened, but if if man was never created, that would have actually had no real purpose. Because God didn't create it just to be a beautiful place. He created it as part of his design to be in relationship with us. So think about this all of creation everything that has been created from the beginning until now Everything that god did with his intention was to be with you Isn't that crazy? How our our minds are designed our emotions are designed our desire to connect with people All of these things were a part of god's plan just so we could be with him everything was created for that purpose And when we look at this, we we sometimes too often think of this like, well, I'm so awesome because look at what I can do now. You know, like we are pretty cool and incredible beings. Like I meet people and I'm like every person that I meet, I was like, you are actually very cool. You know, like there's so much design to you. But the problem with that is sometimes we take this great thing that God has done and we try to take credit for it, right? We try to say, this is now about me. And so instead of being like God, we put ourselves in this position of being God, right? Look at all the things that I can do. Look at all the things that I have created. Look at all the things that I have made. Look at all the people that are in this building, right? Like it's easy for us to take credit for things that God has done. And we see this all the time in all of our lives is that, you know, we do something great and we think, man, look what I have done man, I am awesome. I am so great. You know, and I think that in this creation, we have kind of upended what God always intended was not to be God, but to be with God. And as we do this, we have to like humble ourselves and recognize how are we supposed to be like God? And so we look at this and and there's, thank goodness for the Bible. They like really outline a lot of things. And I'm like, thank you, God, for doing that. So he gives us something called the fruits of the spirit. So we begin to see these attributes that God has. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And you guys are doing so good. And self-control. We have all of these attributes that God shows us. This is my spirit. This is who I am. We were created to be like God in these ways. I want to be a loving person. I've got a lot of joy. I'm still working on the unconditional love. You know, we want peace. I don't have a lot of patience. I'm working on things. You know, but this is how we're supposed to be like God. We're not supposed to be the ones that are controlling and taking this and creating this and doing that and taking credit for it. That is not being made in the image of God. We want to leave those things, God, we have your purpose and your plan But when we want to be like God, I want to be loving, joyful, peaceful, patient. These are the things that are the image of God. These are the things that we want to be like. And God created us to be able to do this because he can connect with us in these areas. God has a good and perfect plan for every person in this room. And not just as individuals. He has a plan for the church of Bethany Church. The church of Bethany Church. I only got two cups of coffee in. He has a plan for Bethany Church. He has a plan for the church of Fresno. He has a plan for the United States. He has a plan for the global kingdom that is his. That is God's good and perfect plan. And he wants to do it because he designed to do it with you. From the very beginning, this has always been the plan. Now, the problem is, is that sometimes we forget the why of all of this. We're going through this thing in youth group. We're we're talking about what is the gospel? Why was the gospel? How was the gospel? And now we're on who is the gospel. And in this idea of being with God, sometimes we forget to prioritize the why. He created you in the image of God because he wants to be with you. And I think it's very easy for Christians to get stuck on the the practice of our faith. Right? Oh, I need to do this, this and this and this and then I am this is how I'm with God. If I if I get my checklist done and I finish all of these things and I've then I've been with God. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes there's things that we do that, that can help us be with God. But I'm I'm curious, how often do we let those things kind of be about our agenda? God, I really need a new bumper for the Kia that the tree hit. You know what I mean? I still love it, guys. I still love it. Uh, you know, God, I, I really need, uh, you know, this, this extra job for Christmas is coming up. God, I really need um, this healing to happen right now, because if it doesn't, then what? God, I really need uh, to hear from you on this because I am, I'm stuck in depression and I can't get out. A lot of times we come in, and all of those things are good things to bring to God, but I think sometimes what we try to do is we try to fix those with actions. If I pray more, then God will. If I read my Bible more, then God will. And the thing about it it was never about doing things so that God will respond and react. But it was about being with him so that no matter what happened, you were never alone. That was always the point and purpose. That was the why of creation. And so we get into this and they finally get this opportunity to make their first big decision, right? And we have these two things that are happening, these two promises that are given... One in Genesis two sixteen and 17, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Who's saying that? God. Right? God is saying that you are free. God gives us so much freedom, but it was like the one thing I need you to not do. There's one thing that you cannot do. That's from God. Here's the other one. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? We get to this thing where now there's two voices and there's two choices. We can either choose to listen to and trust fully that God and his plan is the best. Or we can begin to take control and say, you know what? I am going to get to decide what I am going to choose, and this seems like a better option. How often do we do that? And it happened from the beginning, you know? Like I look at this where God is saying, I know that I haven't given you all the answers yet. I know you don't know my total plan, but I need you to trust me on this because I've got really good things for you. And if they had stayed in that, think about it, we would have all been in the garden right now. We'd still be like living it up in Garden of Eden, you know. But we're not because we decided that we knew what was better. And so we chose to give that away and decide something else. And say, you know what? Maybe this is better. So oftentimes as Christians, we know the right answer we know the right answer we have all of the answers you can i can i all the time in youth group if i ask certain awana questions man they can bring it back to me you know or they you know certain you know bible questions from the bible quizzes you guys have done like they are quick they know their stuff and i love that but the problem sometimes can be is that we know the right answers but we don't actually know how to live them I know what is right, but am I willing to make the choices and the decisions to live as if it is true? Genesis 1-3, we may eat fruit from trees in the garden, but God did not say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. She knew the right answer. Eve knew what to say. She knew what God had said, but she still was like, you know what, I have a better way. Verse 5, for God knows that when you eat Eat it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You know what the real hard part about this was? They were already like God. They were already made in the image of God. So this promise that they were about to give, it already actually happened. They were trying to say, hey, there's something even better. You can be like God. But he was not actually trying to say you'll be like God. He was basically telling them, you want to be God? Eat this fruit. Make the decisions for yourself. And and Eve made that decision of saying, you know what? Yeah, I do want to be like God, because that sounds good, without remembering that that promise and that thing was already given to her. They're already like God. Everybody's made in the image of God. All of these things were already happening, but then now we have this new thing of, I think that I can do it better. And so we get into the fall. Here we are. And I would like to point out, for all of you that always say Look, Eve was the one that did it. Guess who was right next to her? Everybody together. All oh, the guys are super quiet. Adam. Adam. They were right next to each other, okay? Let's just look at that in Scripture. He, she handed the fruit to him, which means that far. Okay, let's be clear. Okay, yes, she was deceived. That's in biblical, that's scripture. But let's not put it all on the woman, okay? You guys were both there, okay? We were all there. We all take equal responsibility for a lot of this, okay? Um, For all of sin and falling short. We're just saying that, okay? So we've got Adam and Eve, and they make this decision to fall. And literally what this means is that they made a decision to say, I know what's better than what God has for me. That's the decision they made. And as soon as you make that decision, that was the break in relationship. That is when it all happened. When now God is saying, I want more than anything to be with you. I've created everything so I could be with you. But because of this decision and choice you made, it's not possible for us to remain in this relationship as it was. That's why we call it the fall. It's because they fell away. And so we have this really difficult thing now is that there's this broken relationship that we have and all God wanted was to be close to us and all we wanted was to be God ourselves so we could make our own decisions because we didn't trust him fully to have our best for us. And so we have to, in humility, recognize that we do this still today, right? We do this all the time. God is still now going, all I want is to be with you. That's all I want. And how did he do that? He came as a baby. So now I like one baby. (laughs) And I love your kids. It's not yours yet. It's this one. Finally made sense. All God ever wanted was to be with us. And he's doing everything all the time to make that happen. Death and resurrection. He goes up. What does he send the Holy Spirit? Why? To be with you. So the Holy Spirit can be with every believer at any given time in all of creation because he just wants to be with you. Why did he come in the first place to have the death and resurrection? To be with you. Why is he coming again? To be with you. If there is nothing else that you get out of this sermon and this craziness of whatever just happened, because I don't remember, God wants to be with you and he does everything every day to pursue you, to find you, to love you, to re-engage with you, to bring you back to him. This is his soul, heart, and desire is to be with you. So if you hear nothing else, please hear that. Because I feel like this morning when I woke up to that phone call without coffee, that was the only thing I heard him say is, I want to be with you. And I was like, all right, I'll tell him. So we're going to pray right now. And I want you guys, and we're going to, you guys are like, oh, this is uncomfortable because we're about to pray together. But I'm going to pray that God is going to do something in your life right now. I'm going to pray that whatever you need to hear, that God will speak that into your mind and your heart. Because I don't know what it is. But I do believe the Holy Spirit says he speaks all truth. So we're going to do that right now, okay? So I'm going to pray. I'm going to to ask God to speak to you. And so all I'm asking is for you to be open that God is giving you a word today. If if, If we can tie it into Thanksgiving, which this is what it's supposed to be about, then I am thankful that God speaks to me at every given moment in the place that I am right now. So let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we love you. God, we are so grateful for your presence in this place. We are grateful for your holy spirit that is within us God, we pray that right now god that that some of us feel so far from you God, there's some of us that feel like we're not worthy to be with you. There's some of us that just feel like um god that we just God that maybe we've put up the barrier. Maybe we feel like you don't want us And God, so all of those lies and all of those things that are separating us from you, God, in Jesus' name we bind those things, God, and we send those lies and all the things that are telling those lies to your feet to be judged, and instead, God, we just invite your Spirit to speak very clearly. God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. God, that you would speak right now for all of us that need to hear it, God, that you are loved. That you are wanted. That you are enough. God, whatever words you need to speak into people's minds and their hearts, God, that right now that you are speaking those words, God, whatever it is, God, that you are speaking that into our lives. God, that you are speaking to each and everyone exactly where we are, Jesus, that those words that you are speaking are for your children, are for the, the people that you have created to be in relationship with you. God, we, we are so grateful. God, thank you for loving us this much, for wanting to be with us so intently that you would create the whole world to be with us, that you would give your Holy Spirit to be with us, that you would send a baby to be with us. God, that you're coming again to be with us. God, I am so grateful. God, we love you so much. God, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.